<laughs> All right, we have the. <laughs> the what? <laughs> Sometimes I go into full glitch mode. Okay, so anyway. All right, you guys, we have the most iconic guest on the podcast today, and it's my best friend, Abby. Hi, guys. We just spent five minutes trying to get it together because we can't. We can't stop giggling. We can't stop giggling. We're giggly girls. Um, we are going to be answering all of the questions from our Instagram poll. We did a Q&A thing, so Abby and I just wanted to take some time to answer some of the questions. There's a very good range of topics. The first couple ones are like sort of get to know Abby and I, how we became friends, how we describe each other, our long-term goals, and then there's some that we're going to just kind of bounce around. Some are about nutrition, self-limiting beliefs, just health journey in general, gut health, mindset, birth control, um, and things like that. So All the things. All the things. So it'll be a great little fun episode. And yeah, I think we're going to elaborate on them on like the first couple and then we'll do some rapid fire ones. Yeah. So the first one is how did we become friends? This is a sweet question. So this all started back in 2019 when Mm -hmm. I moved to Denver and I was in IAN for my health coaching certification and I obviously needed friends when I moved to Denver but the the school that Abby and I were both going through had a Facebook page and it was it's it was like a global program and so there would be a post and you would comment where you're from so it would show like a region of the world and there was people literally from all over the world and you'd comment where you're from and there was one for Denver or Some like that girl region. said she was from Denver. Yeah. And it was me. Wait, were you the first to comment or was what did I find you? How did did you find me or what? I wrote I'm from Denver and then you messaged me. Oh yeah. And then we met up. Yeah, we met at a local like coffee juice shop. And then we became like instant best friends honestly from the start and we just like couldn't stop talking. We talked for hours. And I remember thinking, this girl is my doppelganger. I want to be best friends with her. And um, since Molly had just moved to Denver, she wanted, like, the place we were at, she loved it and wanted to work there. And so they were having an open mic that same night, and we went back. The Corner Beat Cafe. Yep. Shout out to the Corner Beat. Yeah. And then I ended up working there for the entire time I lived there. Right? So it was a very special moment. And I told Abby, um, I've told her before, but I said, or I was thinking in my head, I wonder if this girl likes me as much as I like her, because I was, like, all intimidated. Because I feel like when you go to a new place and you're meeting people, especially girlfriends, like, you, you just, never like, know. Want, you never know. And it's, like, but we just, kind of nerve-wracking, but we clicked from we the start. We clicked, and we could not shut up, so we hung out twice <sighs> in one day. And yeah. the rest is history, and now she's <sighs> visiting me two years later in San, in Diego. San Diego, and we're just having the best, the time. best time. Okay, we got um, into the next question. <laughs> we got it going. How would we describe each other? 
Molly? <laughs> Abby? Abigail. Um, Abby, I think you're free-spirited. Really smart. <laughs> and... You're just you. It's kind of hard to describe your friends You're just sometimes you. without yeah. being offensive. No, I'm kidding. For you, in my life, you're someone that I could hang out with for like a year straight and never get sick of. And I very, I have yeah. very few people in my life that are like that. So you're, yeah. you're grounding for me. You're hmm. it's that like Capricorn energy. Yeah, like very fun, obviously. And yeah, Molly and I like, always say that like we don't together. need. We don't need, um, like, a social battery to, like, be around each other, and it's nice just having friends like that, that you don't feel like you have to, like, be a certain way or, like, be feeling super social. Like, we can still hang out and, like, do nothing and yeah, just have fun. That's literally the best way of our energy. Yeah, I agree. How would you describe me, Abigail? I would describe you as a sexy little mom. Young, <laughs> <laughs> um, blonde, and vertical. <laughs> You, I would describe, I would also say, um, you have very, like, grounding energy, although you're a water sign, but I always do feel, like, grounded, um, in your presence, but I'd say, like, you're very ambitious, like, Molly's always working on, I feel like, ten different, like, (laughs) projects, she's, like, multifaceted, always, like, working on something and being productive, and sometimes I'm just, like, god damn it, why can't I be, like, Molly and be productive and wake my ass up early and go to a coffee shop? Um, also, just, like, a great listener, great, really good advice, like, life guidance. That's so sweet. Yeah, and just, like, a lovable, fun person to be around always. Oh, yeah, baby. You're gonna make me cry. Oh, <laughs> please cry. Oh, <laughs> please cry. For first tears on your podcast? Have you cried? It's before? for the plot. No, <laughs> do it for the people. <laughs> I cry a lot. Maybe oh, just, I just, just off camera. I should keep the mm. podcast dry. As dry as I can. We're drinking our third matcha of the day. Yeah, Abby and I both have a very severe matcha addiction. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, we've had three today, so. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's choose the next question. Arriba. What do you order at a coffee shop when there's only seed oil milk and non-pasteurized milk? So I think this question is a really good one because this person's basically asking, like, what do we order at a coffee shop when we go there? And it's only, like, those shitty milks like the califia farms and which is like a lot of places almond milk like the oat milk oatly or whatever or like regular whole milk say Mm. this person's like probably you know either dairy free or they don't want to have like pasteurized milk because i've been talking a lot about raw milk yeah and the benefits of raw milk versus pasteurized so they probably have caught on to that um but yeah number one i would say live your life I feel like that's the most important thing. Like, if you're just enjoying your Saturday with a friend and you want to go to a coffee shop and it's, like, they kind of have shitty milks, it's, like, whatever. Like, right. I I still don't – I don't really care that much. Yeah. But if you're someone, like, honestly, like me who goes to a coffee shop so much, I feel like it's, like – It's going to sway where you end up going. Yeah. It kind of either sways where you end up going because sometimes there's – there's coffee shops that like make their own nut milk or they have raw milk or yeah they have good options but 
I don't know. Like, I feel like I notice in my body, like, if I'm eating, if I'm drinking, like, that, like, shitty almond milk all the time, it kind of, like, feels gross after a while. Yeah, so I feel like over time you kind of get to know who has the best, like, ingredients in town yeah. and you kind of just you go just there. just ask and then, like, at least for me personally, like, I would be, like, way more swayed to go to somewhere that, like, I know, like, it's quality matcha and, like, they're using quality ingredients to make it. Or bring your own milk. Bring your own milk. <laughs> pack your own milk. Pack your own shit or, like. Or just get it without milk, I guess, which kind of would suck. Yeah. Next question. Next up. Okay, what are our long-term goals? What are yours, Abby? Get married and move in together. <laughs> With me? Um, no, for real. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of, like, thinking about this. I'm like, shit, what are my long-term goals? Um, I feel like I'm still figuring out, but, like, what comes to the forefront of my mind is just, like, branching out as an entrepreneur and, like, figuring out how to be my own boss and like how to create my own income for working for myself and what I can offer the world and how I can get make money off that basically and like self-sustain um what about your what about and then, kids like yeah I do want to have kids someday and I want to live somewhere um in nature because right now I'm in Denver and it's just not it living in a concrete jungle so I want to like go out into nature and kind of just like live off the land honestly grow my own food have chickens um just live a very like natural lifestyle yeah like Captain Fantastic yeah if anyone has seen that movie it is such a good movie and please watch it please it's one of the best movies ever Okay, my long-term goals are probably to <sighs> grow your podcast. Grow my podcast, but also live on the road in a van. I've wanted to do that ever since I was really little, and I just want to be free mm-hmm. of normal jobs and stuff. Like, I don't want a normal job. I just want to be able to work and do my creative things, like, and freelance as necessary or whatever I don't really ever feel like I'm the type of person that could do the same thing every day I feel like I need a lot of variety and I love to create digital products I love to do the podcast I love social media and being in new places honestly like, to go, my long-term goals are to be able to spend a time with family and friends as much as I can, but also go to as many places as I possibly can. I yeah. want, like, a home base, probably here in California and obviously in Idaho, but there is nothing more life-giving to me than going to a new place that you've never been and, like, exploring it. Yeah. Like, the nature around, but also, like, the cute coffee shops. And <laughs> Where to just, get a matcha. Yeah, like, <laughs> I just think... I feel that, though. Wanting to go to as many places and see as many new things as I possibly can in this lifetime because... Yeah. I think I've also always had, like, a travel bug, even though I haven't traveled very much, but the reason that I want to go to places so much, like, all these different places is because, like, there's so much world to, to see. see and it blows my actual mind thinking of people that stay in the same place their entire lives because right. it's just like there's so much culture and it's like addicting like 
I want to experience that feeling as many times as I can. Because I, when I was driving here from Colorado, I yeah. was, like, bawling my eyes out when I saw the ocean and I was driving along, Aww. like, Dana Point, like, down to San Diego. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this new – this feeling of being in a new place is what I want my whole life to be just revolved around. Yeah. You know? That is a good goal because yeah. I definitely – I want to travel for yeah. sure. I love exploring new places. And yeah. you're right. The world's too big. There's too much shit to see out there to just, yeah. like, stay, like, comfortable in one area. Yeah. And you know, and it forces so... you out of your comfort zone. Too. Yeah. And you, like, meet all these cool people and you just get to know, like, how you adapt to new situations. And I feel like just traveling. People that are well-traveled, I respect them so much because I'm like, you've been in so many different environments Right. And you've seen so many different people and you've gone through you've gone through challenges of new languages and navigating cities and like you are good at troubleshooting, you're good at navigating yeah. like territory. Like I just think it's such a good skill to have. Okay. Next question. <clears throat> so we got a question that was like pretty general, but it was essentially just about birth control. What our thoughts are on birth control in general. I'll just kind of explain my personal journey with birth control and then you can do yours, Ab. I was on birth control all through high school and honestly, it took me so long to rebalance and actually get to know my own body and the way that it works and it was so life-changing to me that that's kind of why I started doing like the Cycle Bible. That was like the first ebook that I created and it is basically just to get in tune with your cycle and get to know the phases of your cycle because I didn't even know that there was four phases of the cycle until college. Like, that's ridiculous. And I think it's just yeah. because when we have bad cramps, when we have PMS symptoms of any kind, they just throw a pill, like, on the table. And so when I stopped taking it, I re-regulated my system and just learned a lot about it. And I personally do not support it. <laughs> Period. What's your experience with it, Abby? Oh, God. I feel like birth control is the devil. <laughs> I tell all my friends, I'm like, please just do yourself a favor and get off of it. Yeah. Um. The thing is, I feel like a lot of people who are on it just don't know how bad it is for you because, one, like, when you go to get prescribed, like, your doctor is not going to sit there and tell you all of the actual side effects of birth control. They're just not. And so people don't freaking know how bad it is for you. Um, through my experience, like, I went on birth control when I was, like, 14 or 15 because I used to have, like, really bad cramps and I thought it would help. And then I was on it for 10 freaking years of my life. And it wasn't until I was studying at IIN and I'm, like, diving into, like, my holistic journey. And I'm, like, oh, shit, maybe, like, taking a synthetic hormone every day is, like, not normal or, like, not natural and so I just, like, stopped one day. I'm like, okay, like, I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to, like, let my body learn its natural cycle and not take this. And I went through the same thing of, like, having to rebalance all my hormones. But, like, the biggest thing I noticed was just, like, the mental difference I felt. Like, even just a few days of being off the pill, I was like, holy shit. Like, have I really just not known myself for the past 10 years? Because I feel like there was, like, a mental fog, like in my brain and like I wasn't thinking clearly or something I don't really know yeah. but I've definitely been like much happier off of it and like felt more stable off of it and the other thing that I learned was um like the idea of just naturally tracking your cycle like you can really only get pregnant like what four days 
out of the month when you're ovulating mm-hmm. and like doctors don't tell you that you know like people don't know like oh my god like it's not like you're constantly in a state where you can get pregnant and if you just learn to track your cycle naturally like you figure that out and then you can obviously like be responsible about it yeah and the other thing that we Abby and I were talking about is the fact that it impacts your pheromones and essentially turns them off or shapes them into something it just like shifts them to basically change who you're attracted to and who is attracted to you yeah it's super interesting pheromones mm. are like your i think they're like um it's like this like scent an odor you put yeah. off like a scent that like for females you're more attracted to other men that are less masculine and there was a study that you found that showed that women are more attracted to men with less masculine features Mm -hmm. like their voice and the way they dress and like things like that and then when people have gotten off the pill it it's like you know when you have a type like oh what's your type like yeah tall dark and handsome situation like you get off the it pill changes. and it completely changes, like, the type of guys or people that you're attracted to because of this, these pheromones. And Yeah. Well, it was saying just men are more attracted to women who are fertile as in they're not on a contraceptive because of your pheromones. Yeah. Because, like, they're not being blocked if you're, like, not <laughs> on birth control. And, like, men are more attracted to that just, like biologically yeah so it's like just freaking crazy if you feel like you never get have the guys coming up to you get off your birth get control off your pill girl <laughs> and i do it literally so insane and then remember also yesterday whenever we were researching it we oh shit I just like, <laughs> um we read a study about this lap like they studied girls who gave lap dances and basically the girls who were not on any type of contraceptive received $80 more, like, per shift or whatever, than the girls who were on a, like, contraceptive. Weird. Like, birth control. So the guys were just, like, way more into it. They could, like, yeah, just sense like, the... I don't know. It's, like, so freaky. <sighs> freaky deaky. It's yeah, also it just one of those things that... I try to just say, like, what were our ancestors doing? Right. What they were, were not they taking doing? Birth control. Like, yeah, I feel like the best influencers to follow are our ancestors. Absolutely. And I kind of just say, what were they doing? Because they were thriving, you know, they were more equipped to, like, survive better, essentially. And, and like, if there is something that was made, essentially, like, not from nature... nature then I wouldn't put it in your yeah. body. Right. Especially something you're going to take every single day that's going to affect your mood. Your mood. Yeah, your everything. Your energy, and like All of it. When I was learning a lot about hormones, it's they were basically explaining that your hormones honestly like create a lens over the way that you see the world and perceive the world and interact with the world. So they're essentially like glasses that you put on. If your hormones are imbalanced, it really is going to severely impact your life in one way or another. Just, yeah, everything, your mood, the way you're acting, like it's just really something that I and you, I feel like try to educate our friends definitely about because it really is a big part of our passion 
your menstrual cycle is literally a report card for your health. Like, if you don't have it or if it's being manipulated. Yeah, that was the other thing I that's was going to say. Yeah. I know certain birth controls, but, like, you just, you don't get your period at all. Yeah. And, like, there is nothing normal about that. Like, you should be absolutely getting your period. Yeah. And in high school, I remember when I had the little packets of pills and I just, like, had prom or a dance or I was going to see a guy I would skip the pill and take or I would skip the sugar pills to like manipulate my period yeah actually I did that too so like that's just fucked up and they they don't educate you they just hand it to you you don't even need to have a really good reason for wanting it no I was literally a child um it like stunts your boob growth (laughs) <laughs> but I have really small boobs now and I'm like oh my god it's because I was on birth control literally when my boobs were developing and now they're so small <laughs> they just never caught up now they're mosquito bites oh poor baby <laughs> next question moving on where do I start when it comes to gut health I picture the gut as a garden as an ecosystem almost as its own universe and if you're dealing with, let's say someone's dealing with IBS symptoms or just dysbiosis, dysbiosis, like any symptoms relating to gut health, I don't want to list them all right now. We kind of, I feel like everyone gets it, like what gut health is. The first thing to do if you were to have a garden and you were trying to, re- you know, replenish it and heal the garden it? is till the land get the weeds out so in terms of gut yeah, health like prep I feel, good. you know getting rid of processed sugar yeah and things that we know are bad for our gut yeah like processed sugars inflammatory oils yeah canola oil seed oils sunflower palm oil mm-hmm. those are inflammatory to your system cutting out all the processed things and maybe switching to a more whole foods diet yeah and that goes back also still to the ancestor thing Right, like, like all of our, our ancestors, ancestors they didn't have all these goddamn gut issues. And dyes in their food and preservatives and gums and fillers. Like, yeah, that would be, like, the very bare minimum, like, first step, I feel like, is to cut the shit out. Yeah, because it's like you can't, like, sure, you could take a probiotic every day, but if you're still, like, eating, like, shit and it's going to be disrupting your gut, that's not really going to do anything. Yeah. So cut out the bullshit. Cut out the bullshit. And and then then introduce the good shit. I would also say as you're cutting out the bullshit, also stress. Like, I feel Mm. like though really the only times now that I have a gut flare up is when I'm super stressed. And I notice it. It is crazy how much stress can have an impact on your system. And this is like just relating to if you're trying to heal your gut, your body cannot heal if it's in the sympathetic state, if you're in fight or flight, mm-hmm. it really cannot do any repairing or, you know, damage control. So stress and processed foods, I feel like it's the first thing. And then you would start introducing gut healing foods. gut healing and sealing foods. And literally the first thing that I think of is Armra. And then bone broth and mm-hmm. aloe are really good for gut sealing things. Kimchi. Kimchi. I've been craving kimchi. Fermented so foods. Yogurt. Anything pickled. Yeah. Probiotics, good bacteria. But I feel like, honestly, if you have, like, a whole food diet with, like, variety, good health, like, good meats, healthy fats, like... Yeah. You're drinking the right filtered water, lots of minerals, like, low stress, your gut is going to start healing. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Next, how to get out, how to get out of the all or nothing mindset when it comes to being active. That's a good question. Yeah, because I struggle with this. Yeah, I <laughs> like my movement s- practice isn't very consistent. Yeah. I used to be like totally in that all or nothing mindset and just like beat myself up over it. I would say for me the most beneficial piece of advice that I've ex- like had in regards to this is finding something that I get excited to do. So for me like the only movement practice I really like, well the only couple are Pilates and like hot yoga, especially because they're easier on my body. If you like it, you're more, like, inclined to do it. Like, if you hate running, you're not going to be consistent with it because you don't actually like it. Yeah. And habit tracking. Yeah. Abby introduced habit tracking to me from Atomic Habits. But it's where you, like, write down your goals and then you kind of put a check mark on them each day you do them and you can sort of start to see where. It helps, like, have it visual. Yeah, yeah. You can see, like, patterns. But also, I was going to say... Something that, like, stuck with me from Atomic Habits, which um, is totally would be a great book to read if that's – if you're struggling with an all-or-nothing mindset, is um, he talks about the two-minute rule, which is basically um, when you write down these habits, like, say, working out or movement is one of your daily goals – just set a two-minute roll because, like, every single day you're not going to feel like working out. You're not going to feel like reading, you know, reading a book or journaling. But if literally only your goal is to do these things for two minutes, then you, and then you can check it off your chart, then that kind of helps put it into perspective. Like, okay, I don't need to go to the gym and work out for an hour every day to like fulfill my goal of movement for the day. It could literally be five minutes of stretching in the morning. And if that's all I do on that day, like that's okay. And that's like, has really helped me because I used to be, especially with like working out, I used to feel like I needed to like do it every day and like do the same type every day to like reach my goals. But truthfully, if you, like, really make it as simple as possible for yourself and just say, no, I only need to, like, do this for two minutes. And a lot of the time, if you start doing something for two minutes, your timer's going to go off and you're still going to, like, keep doing it because you already started. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, it's just, like, the freaking how hard it is to just get started. I love that because it really is so true. It's the hardest, the hardest part is literally showing up for yourself. Yeah. You already showed up. Getting started. Might as well keep going. Oh, favorite, favorite things to make in the kitchen right now? What have you been making, girly? Clam linguine. Clam linguine. We just made a vlog of our clam linguine. Molly's dad's recipe. It yes. was so good. A garlic brown butter, mm, butter, more butter and garlic sauce mm-hmm. with clam juice and parsley and Parmesan cheese. It was too good. dank. Too good. I feel like my favorite thing to make right now is... Butter toast. <laughs> Avocado toast. Avocado toast is Butter so toast. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. I'm in my buttered toast era. Molly is ridiculous putting butter. The past, put, like, the past few days we've made breakfast together, Molly would be like, do you want to do the butter on the toast? And I'm like, sure. And I've done it. And then you and then literally would go back in with your freaking knife and just put so much more butter on it. I'm like, okay, why are I'm you like, even Abby, asking me to do this? <laughs> it 
it's not enough for you. Because I... Butter's so good, though. really just love butter. But I make a lot of <clears throat> ground beef and... Oh, I don't know. When yeah, people ask me, like, what do I eat? Up. I'm like, I have no idea. Like, fruit and, like, beef <laughs> and butter and avocado. That's my yeah. main part of my diet, honestly. Do you bake ever? I've... Okay, well, I, like, go through... I feel like I have to be in the mood to bake. Yeah. But recently, I was like, I'm kind of getting the urge to bake something. <gasps> I want to bake, like, a lemon poppy... Poppy, like a bread. Yum, like Starbucks. So lem- not that I go to Starbucks. But you could do a lemon poppy seed uh, bread with like a glaze on it. Sounds so good. That sounds so good. Honestly, I don't though, usually bake though. Well, now that I think of it, my favorite thing to make in the kitchen is a matcha. <laughs> I think Abby would probably say the same. Yeah, definitely. But it's just such a ritual. <laughs> uh, how to. Overcome self-limiting beliefs. I feel that our self-limiting beliefs come from, like, our subconscious. And they're formed usually from ages 0 to 7 or 7 to 14. And so I feel like if you have these self-limiting beliefs that are clearly holding you back from taking the leap in your in your life or getting out of your comfort zone doing like genuinely my biggest piece of advice I feel like is to like do inner child meditations or guided Mm -hmm. some sort of guided inner child meditation and go try genuinely try to find places where those beliefs formed so say it's about money like for me specifically I had a money block and I realized like I went back to this version of myself when I was probably maybe 10 years old or something and I remember being in like Ross or something with my mom and I wanted like five shirts and she was like no pick one you can only have one and like this has nothing to do with like blaming your parents but I feel like it 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 really like they could have their own beliefs or like situations like obviously we couldn't afford all five of the shirts and so something as simple as that could be framing your sort of lack mindset for, like, the rest of your life, like, thinking that there's never going to be enough or you're never going to have, like, as much as you want. And you should always, like, play small because you could only, you can only have a little, you know, portion of what you actually want. And so I think when it comes to, like, really digging deep, I think it always has to do with, like, your childhood and where your beliefs actually formed. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so good. So true. Yeah. Because it, it is truthfully like deep-seated things yeah like sometimes we don't even realize that we're caring but they always usually do stem back to childhood yeah you do have to go back and confront like where did this even come from because like we have so many self-limiting beliefs that like yeah we carry with us and it's like wait that's actually not freaking true yeah, like especially like it's not yours the, at all. Yeah. It's really someone else's belief system programmed into you. Yeah, and you don't, like, realize it until you, like, confront it. Yeah. Like, with the... I'm thinking of, like, the freaking imposter syndrome. Yeah. You know, that, like, you and I talked a lot about, like, whenever we just started coaching, it's like, who... Well, like, when we are still in classes and we're just like, who are we to be, like, saying this stuff? Yeah. And, like, telling people, like... 
how to live or like what's good to eat like just basically thinking that like we're not knowledgeable enough to do that when we really do know a lot about what we're talking about you know right and I feel like what we were talking about before this is to just like get out of your comfort zone to prove to yourself that you can actually do the things that you think you're incapable of it's like leading with action and so like your mind's gonna catch up to that yeah like oh like I can do that I think it honestly like I would say to start with like figuring out where they stem from and if that comes down to like asking your family members like questions about your childhood to like confirm where they came from you Mm -hmm. know yeah like what you said about just like um diving into like the inner child work yeah because I feel like that's huge yeah and honestly knowing that you entered this world completely whole and 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 pure and And then the world tainted you yeah (laughs) we're all just out here doing our best (laughs) do we have anything else i hope so um that was the last question i thought this was literally gonna last like 10 minutes (laughs) it's been here for like two hours that was really fun that was so fun thanks for having me i've been dying to be on this freaking podcast yeah and just have fun and i was so nervous but honestly you went great yeah it's just me and you girly and thank you to everyone who submitted questions. Hopefully we can do this again because these are honestly my favorite episodes. It's like just the funnest. But yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.